0: You're listening to the Stay Sore Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stay Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Skitsko, and today I have the pleasure to talk to Jay Swallow, which is, or who is, not just a friend, but also a partner in crime. He's in the fitness industry. He's an entrepreneur down in South Carolina, a gym owner, and a uh, content creator, and so much more. But his goal is pretty much like mine, helping everyone live a stronger, fitter, healthier life. He's a family man, too. Jay, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Bo. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited about this. I've been following your stuff for a while. I love what you're doing in, in the fitness space, and so it's an honor to be on.
0: Thank you, thank you for being here. I'm excited too. So today we're gonna to talk about mindset, more specifically, growth mindset. And in your words, what, is, what does that mean? What is growth mindset?
1: Yeah, so a growth mindset is just always looking for ways to change, to upgrade, to perceive things in a different way. It's really how we address uh, difficult situations, right? And there's there's a lot that we can get into that. But to me, a growth mindset is um, approaching difficult situations almost with a vigor and an excitement to overcome it.
0: I understand, so being excited for the challenge to be able on the other end to upgrade and become a stronger, better you, right?
1: Exactly, so most of us, uh, I won't say most of us, but a large percentage of us these days have really been um, conditioned to avoid pain, to avoid struggle, to to kind of move in the direction of the the path of least resistance. Uh, People with growth mindset, they take the opposite approach, right? I I explain it like this. If you're looking down two hallways and in one hallway, there's a mouse and down the other hallway, there's a lion. If you chase the lion, you have to become a different person. Now, on the other side of the lion is everything that you've ever wanted, right? But you're going to have to become faster, stronger, more resilient, smarter, In order to beat that lion but it's the person that you become in that in that battle right the other side is like hey i know that i can beat the mouse but there's mediocrity on the other side of the mouse there's not really great results it's going to be easy it's not going to be a lot of pain but a growth mindset would say i want to figure out how to go the harder path because we understand that there's rewards on the other side of that
0: it's uh like we're talking growth mindset in the context mostly of health and fitness, but this will apply to so many other things in life, not just like family, business, income, relationships, uh, and, and everything else. But uh, when we talk about the context of health and fitness, like just in the gym, uh, when you go to the gym and have a mediocre workout, you're going to have mediocre results. If you eat a mediocre diet, you don't expect great, amazing results. The so same thing here, right?
1: Right. It's exactly. So I'm, I'm obviously a fitness coach. Uh, My kind of jam is, is working more with the mindset side of things. Like we have to talk about nutrition. We have to talk about exercise. We there's some things lifestyle that we need to get nailed down. But what I've figured out, Bo, after years of coaching is like, most people come into this thing um, with the wrong mindset. They come in with these preconceived notions, these expectations that aren't really very good. They think they can get six-pack abs in six minutes. They don't realize there's a really big price to pay for anything, but especially with, with changing your health and fitness, right? Uh, so it, it absolutely applies to this because most of us going from where we're at in a place of pain coming in, wanting to lose weight, not happy with the way that we feel, um, not very conditioned, we can't keep up with our kids, we're, we're being a parent from the sideline, we're missing out on all these things. There's a lot, a lot of pain. And to change that, it's like facing a lion. It's a huge mountain. We literally have to change our identity. We have to change our mindset, our skill sets, our daily habits, our routines. It's but But we tend to think because we've, again, been conditioned by all the marketing and things that, oh, if I just go join a gym and work out twice a week, all my problems are going to go away. And it's like, no, 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 you've literally got to change your identity. And it starts here. And then we're able to get mileage and, and longevity out of changing our dietary habits, changing our fitness routine. But if we don't just, in the beginning, develop a growth mindset and work continually to improve that, we're not gonna be resilient enough to stick to these new habits. So that's where it really comes in is like, anybody can lose 10 pounds, but who can lose it forever? And who can continue to make progress? And if your clients are like people that I've worked with, which I'm sure they are, many of them have tried things over and over and they gain the same 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds back and lose it back and lose it. And at some point you gotta go, okay, what's happening here? I'm doing the dietary thing, I'm doing the fitness thing, but but why do I continue to go back? It's because we're reverting back to our old identity. We're reverting back to our old mindset. We haven't adopted a resilient enough mindset yet, a growth mindset that will continue to allow us to push past those pain points. And so at some point, it hurts so much that we just go right back. So that's what I love to jam on is like, how can we get in a better position mentally so that – we can leverage the other things that are mostly being taught in gyms, which is we need to exercise strategically, we need to have a good balanced diet, we need to get good sleep and have good water intake and all those other fun things. But I'm just, it, it's almost like we're building a house with no foundation if we don't get the mindset right.
0: Got it, so the foundation is the mindset. You can you can put nice windows into the house, but if the, the foundation is, weak if the foundation is not grounded deep into the roots of the house it's gonna start shaking once the winds come right
1: a hundred percent
0: yeah I couldn't agree more with you and I even wrote a book called stay sore and everyone thinks it's a workout book no it's a mindset book stay sore meaning if you don't get sore maybe you didn't push hard enough and therefore you might not get results and, uh, the quote in the book, the main idea of the book is nothing good comes easy. Same thing mm-hmm. here. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. So you have to change things up so drastic that you become the new upgraded 2.0 kind of version of yourself, at least from what, what I'm hearing. Right.
1: Yeah. So th- that's exactly it, man. Like I, the, the book is you nail it and it's like, it it should be the idea of staying sore is, is the same as staying uncomfortable. Absolutely. If at any point this thing is easy, then you may not be doing it right. (laughs) You're, you're probably, you're probably living in your comfort zone, right? So what's the next level to that? And a growth mindset says, I'm excited about that. What is it? I want to engage with it. I know that I'm only operating at 40%. I have so much more potential inside of me. It's just, it's limiting beliefs that keep us where we're at. And Bo, you've seen this in our industry and, and really across the board is like, we're only as big, as great, as productive, as powerful, as whatever, as we believe that we are. And there was a time when I could not believe that I would do the things that I'm doing now. And then I sit here with myself and I go, man, if I only could believe bigger, I could I could do more. I could be more. So there's a constant leveling up of belief. And if we don't have that mindset, we're going to stick.
0: And that's kind of where we live, right, Is is in that spot. So I think we said a lot of uncomfortable things. And at this point of the episode, half of the viewers might have turned off and they might have yep. went on to like funny cat videos or something. But uh, the ones that are here right now, still listening, I want to give you some words of encouragement in the sense of, and tell me if you agree with that. Um, It sounds all like struggle, struggle, hardship, discomfort. And I encourage you to think about it in a different way. Don't think about what's my next challenge? what's, What's my next struggle? What's my next discomfort? Think of it in terms of what else can I conquer? What else can I win? What's my next win? What's my next level up? What else can I achieve and be amazed by the the great things I can do for my family, for me, for my community, for my clients, for my kids, whoever it is. Think in terms of not the next struggle, but the next win, the next conquer, right? So uh, what would be some words of encouragement from you in a sense of, okay, I understand what you're saying but I'm just a 45 year old, whatever. And I I I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want to start conquering. Like you're mentioning, what's the first, second, third step right now in your opinion? Yeah, that's
1: great. That's great. So it can sound kind of, um, you know, grueling when I'm hitting on this, this suffer, suffer, suffer. And and this is the currency, right? I just did a podcast about suffering as the currency. Um, what, what I love about working with, uh, specifically women in this age group, is most of them have no idea of what they're capable of.
0: Amen. So couldn't say it it's better.
1: Super, it's super rewarding to take them, and, and, and I kind of envision this like a parent looking down at a child or God looking down at us, and they're like, we know how much potential this person has, but they have no idea. And so if we can start peeling that back a little bit by saying, hey, listen, I know that your belief system is only as big as all you can do is walk for a quarter of a mile or to the mailbox and back. And that's cool. Let's start there. And let's Mm -hmm. start building a case for why not only can you do that, but it's easy for you. And then let's start walking to the stop sign, which is a half a mile further. And let's start building a case for now that like not only can you do it, but it's easy. And then let's come into the gym and do a strength training workout and let like something you never thought you could do because you see all Bo's videos and these people are crazy and they're lifting all kind of crazy things and it looks super hard. And all of a sudden you come in and you do a workout and you live through it and you're like, wait a minute, I can do this. And then let's start coming two days a week and three days a week. And guys, what we're doing at every phase is we're starting to tap into our potential and we're starting to build a case and belief for why we can be that type of person that we want to be. And so I love that. Like, I love watching people come in to, to go, oh, everybody in here is going to be more fit than me. Everybody, you know, we have that comparison kind of trapped mm-hmm. mindset. Absolutely. Like, I'm probably not going to be able to because all the stories we've been telling ourselves, but eventually we take action, we get a little uncomfortable, and then it becomes exciting. It's like, man, if I could walk to the mailbox, walk to the stop sign, do a strength training workout with Bo, like, what else could I do? Now it becomes, there becomes awareness that maybe there's so much more in here than we even realize and we get to tap into, we don't have to, but we get to, now we're welcoming more challenges. If I can do that, maybe, just maybe I can do this. And then we try it and we crush it and they and they blossom, man. It's amazing. So you've worked with the clients who come in and they're super timid. They don't really know you know what to do or how to do it and they think they're going to fail. And because you're a good coach, you're able to walk them through that. And a year later, there are people look at them like, man, if I could just be if I could just do half of what they do, it would be amazing. But they don't realize where that person comes from.
0: Yeah. So uh, to answer I, I, your I, I, question. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: To, to answer your question, I, I would just say um, start with the small things like don't go out and, and, and conquer lions. Right. Start with the small things. Something that just makes you a little bit uncomfortable but that you just might be able to tackle and, and do those things. Again, it might be a short walk. It might be an extra workout per week. It might be you know paying attention to your dietary habits two days a week instead of zero days. Um, it's the little bitty thing so that you can start building yourself up to do bigger and better things. And then the other thing is surround yourself with other people who have gone down that path successfully and a coach who can walk you down that path successfully, because it's really tough to make changes on your own, because all you have is your own mental, you know, belief system to kind of rely on. And a lot of times that's what got us in the, in, in the place that we're in in the first place.
0: Even more so or worse, even when you have people that pull you down, meaning what you can't just have this one drink. come on just this this one time just eat Mm -hmm. a slice of pizza it's just a slice and stuff like that so that's even worse than your own mind so now you have three other minds pulling your already slightly discouraged mind down so absolutely surround yourselves with good people probably a good coach who knows what he's doing and then start with the small discomforts and slowly grow and they're not discomforts they're future wins not discomforts future wins because people see the struggle but see the win at the end on the other side Absolutely. I I love what you have to say. And I'm so on the same side with you. The word you said, blossom. I I absolutely love it because like every day I see here somebody doing something they believed they were not able to do. And I'm not excited that this lady or this guy just jumped on a higher, slightly higher box or lifted a slightly heavier dumbbell or did like a 15 calorie row a little faster that's not the excitement for me that's a cool number and all but i know that this number just changed their perspective this number just changed what they believed was possible and that that is the absolute biggest win where you create a new like click in their brain like neuroplasticity i don't know if you heard mm-hmm. about that yeah. when you train pathways of how to think because most people think in terms of losing in terms of failing in terms of I can't do that but if you teach a new thinking pathway of huh maybe I can Hmm. that that is the blossom that is that win for me as a coach as a trainer as a gym owner that for me is like okay my day was worth it this day I, I crushed this day because this person not hit the bigger number but had a different mindset and aha moment.
1: Yeah. So, so it's that about to me, is the
0: most go ahead.
1: It is, man. That's great. So I, I, I like to explain it like this. If there's ruts in your yard and you come home every day and you drive through those same ruts, they're going to get deeper and deeper and deeper and easier for you to get stuck in there when it rains. Right, So what you're referring to is if you keep doing what you've always done and you only push yourself to the limit that you've always pushed yourself and you keep saying the same stories over and over and over, most of the people that we work with, they've been beat down by failed attempts to lose weight, to get fit, to to change their health. And so they're coming in with the perspective of a lot of past failures and ruts of beliefs that this is just going to be another thing I've already tried things this didn't work it didn't work it didn't work it didn't work and a lot of people are showing up from a place of, of almost like self-hate where they're like I don't I don't love who I am anymore I don't like the way I look I need to make a change I'm in pain but you can't you can't hate yourself to success you might be able to get 10 pounds off but eventually you've got to learn how to love yourself to continue The progress, right? Like the motivator has to change. It has to go from I hate myself, I can't succeed, I've tried everything, to I love myself enough to stay in the game and continue to make course corrections and continue to start maybe pulling outside of that rut to create a new rut. And that's what you're referring to as neuroplasticity, is like completely new pathways. And then all of a sudden, your identity literally changes. Not like just your habits. But you become the type of person who believes and shows up like someone who is healthy and fit, not someone who's just trying to grind it out and suffer through it so that they can lose 20 pounds. And when that shift happens, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing because it's like now people are coming here because it's who they are, right? They come to the gym because this is part of my identity. I, I value my health and fitness because I love myself enough to do this. Not, not because I want to lose a couple pounds. And man, when you can get to that point, it's like you're you're cooking then.
0: That's awesome. I love I love to hear what you just said, and I agree. Once again, seems like I agree with everything. But I I love what you just said. Now, uh, you said self love, and I like that. Can you practically tell me what in the context of health and fitness? And mostly health, because if you're healthy, you're going to be fit. If you're healthy, you're going to look good. It's not about losing yeah. weight. It's about being healthy and stuff. So in that context, what does it mean practically? Two, three, four things. What does it mean practically to love yourself?
1: Um, that's a great question. So it is to um, to love yourself would, be, um, would show up in a way or in the way that you – treat yourself, right? Like if I love someone, I'm going to talk to them a very specific way. Bo, if I love you as a friend, I'm not going to call you a loser. I'm not going to tell you that you'll probably never accomplish your dreams. I'm not going to tell you that you're not smart enough, good enough. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too black. You're too white. I'm going to talk to you in a, in a way that is loving. I'm going to say, Bo, you're, you're an amazing person you can do anything that you want to do. You were created with gifts and talents inside of you. You haven't even started to so this is self-talk. People that love okay. themselves know how to talk to themselves, right? So so and to me it starts there. It's like how how what what stories are we telling ourselves? Some of the things that we say to ourselves on a daily basis, we would never tell our kids. <laughs> right? Like we wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, this day is probably going to fall apart. I'm probably not going to win. People are probably going to be mean to me. You know, this is going to hurt. This is we wouldn't we wouldn't say those things. So so self-talk is one. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we treat our bodies is, you know, if we're putting a bunch of garbage into our bodies, we, we would not allow someone that we love to put a bunch of poison in their body. So, I guess to answer your question, it's really like think about how you would treat someone that you love and care about and want to see the best for, and then work on treating ourselves that way.
0: Got it. Well, I, yeah, uh, yes. Unfortunately, I see some parents buy a McDonald's and Coca Cola for their kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but I think it's not from the point of not loving their kids, just not being aware and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, accountable, not, not accountable. I'm probably aware. It's aware of what's actually going on, what this actually is, but yes. So treating yourself like it's, um, I think you can, if if you love yourself, you're a better human for others. Like in the airplane, you put the mask on yourself first before you put it on your kids, because you're no good. If you have no oxygen and you're fainting, you're not good to others. Same thing here. You need to take care of yourself and then you're going to be a better husband, mother, parent, daughter, uh, whatever yeah. it is. So, uh, yes, self-love is actually, if you love others, you have to start with loving yourself because you're not good to others. If you're not in good shape and condition mentally, physically, and anything else,
1: but wouldn't Jay, people what, say, what, wouldn't people say though that Bo, that that's selfish hey, my kids need me at home tonight. I need to go home and get dinner ready. I need to get baths done. I don't really have time to take care of myself. I need to take care of, of everyone else, right? Doesn't that sound noble? Like, isn't that a respectable thing to do to focus on other people?
0: And that's that's probably an excuse we hear pretty often. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time because my kids this, my kids that. I'm I gonna say your kids need a healthy, strong, strong-minded strong leadership example, they need to see that mom is good and healthy. Like your kids, this is what I learned about kids. You have two, I believe, right? You have two kids. I have two. Yep. Okay. I have three, I have three kids. And here's what I learned about the relationship, parents and kids, kids never going to do what you say. They're always going to do what you do. They mimic your actions, not your words. So if you let yourself go in order to quote unquote, be there for your kids. They're going to learn that and do the same thing. They're going to mimic your actions. If you don't have time for your health, they're not going to have time for your health. But if they see for mom, for dad, priorities, having a clean mind, like mental diet, like stop watching all this scarcity in the news, stop watching silly people and daytime talk shows and consume good material that grows you, that builds you up. They gonna start doing the same thing and vice versa so if you're there for quote unquote for the kids only and not for you that's what how they're gonna live their lives too so i think it's a garbage excuse you should never do that you come first so you can be stronger and better for your kids if you have more energy you're gonna have more energy for your kids so work on that
1: Yeah, that's great man they they say you can't give you can't you can't um give from an empty cup right like there's if there's if you're not taking care of you and you're not pouring into yourself to so that you can have the energy, the strength, the clarity of mind, the the right, you know, emotional stability that comes from taking care of yourself. It's very very hard to be your best. But we hear that every day and I think it's one of the biggest breakthroughs that especially women can make is like, "No, you know what? I I should come first so that I can be my absolute best and they can kind of drop the guilt of Taking an hour to go and work on themselves. It's huge.
0: So uh, to be super straight, honest and realistic and drop some very practical tips and not just this philosophical thing and tell me if you agree with that. Um, As a mom, I totally understand. Uh, Well, my wife is a mom and there's never enough time in the day. But you can still find 20 minutes for a quick t- even at home like okay we're gym owners we want people to come into our gym but if you can't there's 20 minutes for a tabata boot camp or a tabata workout yep. at home you still going to eat your probably two three or four meals so it's not extra time it's just sw- switching what's on the plate so it's not yep. about the time so much it's about unfortunately it sounds rough it's uncomfortable but drop the excuses and do what needs to get done Everyone has 15, 20 minutes and eating is not extra time. It's just extra effort in terms of switch what's on the plate. So, yep. uh, just parenting is being a good leader and a good leader leads by example, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I've, i found it really helpful to incorporate, uh, exercise with my kids, right? So like I obviously own a gym. I run a coaching program, and I spend a lot of time working with clients. And, and believe it or not, it's it's harder for me today to get my workouts in at my own gym. Uh, than, I, couldn't, than ever. I couldn't
0: relate more.
1: <laughs> right. It's like people think, oh, it's got to be easy for you, Jay. You just sit around the gym all day and like work out. I'm like, Well, there's actually things that need to be done there all day, every day. And as long as I'm there, I'm going to be thinking about doing those things, or I'm going to be approached with – problems to solve. So it's not easy. So there are days where I go to the gym with intentional, you know, in, intention to do a workout and I get drug into something that I have to handle. And maybe I get a, not a very good workout. I'll go home and bring my kids outside and we'll do things that incorporate movement. Like my, uh, my son owns a little small four-wheeler and it's, it's about as fast as I can run. And so I'll get him out there and we'll race. And he's having the time of his life and I'm running with him and I'm like looking at my steps accumulate and I'm getting my heart rate up. I'm like, okay, this is a good, maybe we're out there for a half an hour. It's just any little thing that we can do to bring our kids into um, movement and, and getting exercise that eliminates the excuse of time. I mean, we can, you can do, you can do air squats in your kitchen while you cook, you can you know, there's so many things that we can do if we really have the desire to to work on those things for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Time, time is not an excuse because, like you said, you, you do your sprints with your son outside. Uh, when I uh, – like we're at home, I hold a plank in the living room and my kids start climbing on me. Uh, so I'm getting an even better plank, obviously. But the point is not that I'm getting a plank or your son is outside, which is already amazing. The point is yep. that he sees – You running, sweating, putting in effort. He sees that dad is working on himself and not ever stopping, never happy, never being uh, okay with what he is. Dad wants to be better. And your son is going to want to be better, too, because he learns from you. And uh, I applaud that. I'm proud of you, and I'm trying to do the same. Uh, Leadership by example, not by just words.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Jay, before, before we uh, end this podcast, I want to keep it short and sweet. Any last words of encouragement of uh, changing your mind or beating your belief systems when you feel like you can't or you, whatever it is, any, any words that can help people level up?
1: Yeah. So I think, again, it's, it's really important to challenge your paradigms about yourself, right? Um, many of us come to the table trying to improve ourselves with a lot of baggage We were told we weren't good enough when we were younger. We tried things that didn't work. We have all these belief systems. So the thing that I tell my clients is, first of all, let's start talking to ourselves a little nicer because eventually we'll start to believe those things. And then second, when those thoughts of I can't do this come up, let's look for evidence of why we can. Are there other people that can do it? Have we done things successfully in the past? And this is how we slowly start to – I know it kind of sounds woo-woo and philosophical, but this is – if we're, if we're approaching this with exercise and diet only and we're not changing our identity, it's very short-lived. So do some research on self-talk and, and kind of start getting your head around that. And then also understand that you have paradigms in your life and self-limiting beliefs. We all do that have, that have been holding us back for a long time. And if we can start breaking those with new stories, then we'll start to see our lives Drastically change.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jay. Guys, if you want to be a king or queen in life, then you have to talk to yourself like a king or like a queen, but also you have to put in the work like a king or queen would do. So do that. Jay, if people want to hit you up or I have questions for you or just follow your work, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so probably the best way is Conquer Me podcast. So I have a podcast called Conquer Me. I'm Jay Swallow. That's J-A-Y, last name S-O-I-L-E-A-U on Facebook. And um, yeah, I would love to connect with you guys. Bo, again, I appreciate what you're doing here. I'm trying to do the same thing to educate and inspire folks to take decisions in the right direction. And uh, if I can ever be of assistance, please let me know how. Appreciate it, man.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being the show. Super interesting conversation. Guys, let's change the world one rep at a time. See you in the next one. Stay sore.